Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 640 of the milk bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, it's all a bit out and about and rough and ready. So that's the reason why I'm coming to you in selfie mode at this minute in time. Uh, we'll be having a bit of a natter with Beverly Callard, all about the work that's been done by Santander to not only link our financial health and mental health together to show the importance of getting both right, but also the help that they are giving to their customers to make sure that happens. We'll be having a chat with the Mayor of Wolverhampton as we find out about the glorious green spaces on our islands as they're being put to good use with the sowing of some wildflower seeds. I'll be having an atta with George Sampson, all about everybody's talking about Jamie, which is at the Grand in October. And on top of that, I have caught up with some of the poets who are involved in a cycle race, which is stopping off in Warsaw next week. Full details on the show, I know. <laughs> Wonderful wildflowers and carbon-busting nature have been used across the city to improve our environment. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Ryan Eddowes. He is the founder and the project director. Uh, we also have Amber Stanley, co-founder and head of creative for this carbon-reducing scheme. And we've got the Mayor of Wolverhampton, Councillor Greg Brackenridge. Good afternoon to you all. Afternoon. Right, first of all, uh, let's start with Ryan. Tell us a bit about the project itself. Um, so the main aim of the, the project is to basically create highways for nature. So we want to rewild roundabouts, grass verges and parks with wildflowers, trees and shrubs that will basically bring in more nature into our cities and help uh, fight on a local level uh, climate change. We are obviously starting off in Wentworth and Wolverhampton, but we want to um, get this around the UK and have more of an environmental impact. Yeah, and as a sort of a homegrown thing to start off with, literally growing in this case, and uh, taking in carbon, because when, when plants are first sown, that is when they take the most carbon in as they are starting to grow, and they can have a huge impact. And, and Amber, uh, as part of this, this team, you must be really pleased to with the sort of level of response that you've seen to, to bring this together. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's just been super great, to be honest, to see like, everyone coming together and like the positive feedback we've had from like hmm. being at all the different like our launch our launch day was really good wasn't it um and then all the things on social media that we've been posting as well we've just had a lot of like lovely feedback and hmm. more in a way than like I thought because I thought at first people aren't always you know so happy about change in hmm. their local neighborhood but yeah it's been really really good and Mayor of Wolverhampton, uh, Councillor Greg Brackenridge, I mean, as part of what our city does, I mean, the, the whole council takes very seriously the environmental responsibilities that we have. And that goes from the way in which you empty the bins right the way through to these green spaces. That's correct. I mean, everything that we do has an impact on the environment. And it's a scientific fact that wherever humans are introduced into uh, the environment, they do degrade it to some degree. What we need to do is do our little bit now, each and every one of us, to put back into the environment and let's combat that glo global climate change that is one of the, if not the major issue facing future generations. 
And Ryan, we're looking at taking 240 kilos of carbon each year out in just this initial phase of the project. And although 240 kilos may not sound a lot, when you look at the volume of gas that that would be in carbon dioxide, that is absolutely huge, isn't it? It is. Um, and like I said before in, in the press release itself, I mean, this is just one little area. And if you, if you think this 800 square, square metres can get 240 kg of carbon out of the atmosphere, just think of how many more potentially tonnes of carbon we would store if we do more areas across uh, the West Midlands. Um, and I think it's just a great way to, to make the air more, uh, more clean for the members of the public. Absolutely. The plants will give out oxygen during the day. Overnight, their, their system changes, but they don't give out as much carbon as they take in, which is the good bit. So you are actually carbon capturing the whole time. And the other bit is it'll look good too. And as far as the socials go, I think, Amber, you're going to have some great time sharing some brilliant pictures. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. When they've like, we've done more areas and places are more fully grown to like get some really nice footage and mm. pictures and stuff and make it look really pretty. And Greg, obviously, uh, being behind this and helping to champion it, it was all part of your mayoral year. Uh, you, you must be, again, proud of what our city does. I'm extremely proud of what the city does. But I mean, I'd like to focus on uh, Ryan and Amber, actually. They got in touch with me some uh, months ago uh, before Penn had been put to paper on this with a few ideas. And I was absolutely on board immediately. They clearly know what they're doing. The benefits of this is that we educate the public. Uh, Ryan and Amber are planning to go into schools, some of whom were at the uh, initial sewing, mm -hmm. um, but they're planning to go into schools and, and, and educate the public because there's nobody that this is a, a greater sort of effort from. And then the youth put this in the hands of the youth and things happen. But then we have the Staffordshire Regiment Association out there sewing poppies so it can act as a remembrance garden as well. We have the Rotarians. We had, uh, as I say, local schools. We had Seven Trent out who made some funding available. I've made a little bit of funding available from councillors' ward funds, and it's just gone from strength to strength. So I've connected the dots for Ryan and Amber and got them in touch with people. They've done the rest, and we're already here with this pilot project that we're planning to roll out across Wensfield. The good reason that it, for it being in Wensfield is that we've already got the nature reserve in the canal there, the longest linear, linear nature reserve in the UK. We've got otters, we've got kingfishers, we've got herons down there. We are adding to those wildlife corridors, educating the public through the schools, making the place look great, but that's really good for health and well-being as well. So it ticks every box it could possibly tick. And if we can roll this out across the city, like other cities have started to do pilot projects, potentially it could save money in grass cutting fees, but also have all those benefits I've just outlined. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's a, it's a win-win all round. And so the, the the flowers themselves, being a wildflower mix, that's natural to the to the UK. We're going to have something which is really going to look the part. And I, I think it brings a bit of colour when you are driving. Yes, okay, a, a freshly cut grass island looks great, but take it next level. Let's see some flowers and uh, yeah, in, in, enjoy uh, a, a very sort of British uh, look to uh, to our green spaces as well. So I think that's going to be great. And, and, and right, any particular favourite uh, variety? is in there for you what we're going to see strongest when it comes to the the, the growing cycle so the, the main one we are looking for is something called yellow rattle and yellow rattle is the meadow maker to wildflower meadows so that basically stops any grass um or weeds kind of coming through and taking over the wildflower patch and um, so that's the, the key one we are looking out for first and then once that's established um that kind of then 
helps in terms of the maintenance so you don't have to cut it six or seven times a year like um, councils do now with grass you only have to cut it once so it's a it's a cost saving as as Greg mentioned, but not just a cost saving as as a bonus and a benefit to it as well. And uh, there's actually a website that people can get involved with if they also want to see what's happening and volunteer. Um, yeah, so uh, the website is ocwi.co.uk. Um, so all of our events and things will be put on there. Um, more so recently on our socials though, isn't it? And then sort of the website because it takes a little bit longer is sort of updated um, a little bit later. So with our recent launch, um, I'm still currently updating that just because it has to look a little bit more <laughs> laid out in a way than obviously just put on sort of a newsfeed. It's got um, to look as yeah. pretty as the islands. That's what it is, isn't it? You've yeah. got a lot to live up yeah. to there. And uh, I say that that will be the case. So say looking out for the socials, make sure you search for our city's wild islands on the socials and you'll be able to pick that up there. And Greg, just a few closing words from you. I would encourage all councillors and members of the local community, voluntary groups, schools, Get in touch with your local councillors, get on board with this scheme, identify a small patch of land in your area and let's let's get, get this moving. I am working behind the scenes to try and work with the environment department at the council to try and get them to take this on board in, in a rather grander scheme. Uh, but for now, let's get this going. Visit the website, um, OCWI, get in touch with Ryan and Amber. They've got the blueprint now. We've done the hard work. We've done the hard yards. That initial one's always the most difficult. They know what they're doing. We're all on board. I'll be more than happy to come and support any of these initiatives as mayor. And let's get this spreading across the city and making all those benefits available to the people that we've outlined today. Literally sowing the seeds for the future for our city itself. Well, mm -hmm. Mayor of Wolverhampton, Councillor Graham Brackenridge, also Ryan Eddowes and Amber Stanley from the project. Thank you all for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. With 40% of people thinking that other people don't want to hear their problems, there is still room to be able to have a conversation and talk. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Beverly Callard, Coronation Street actress and Director of Financial Support at Santander, Josie Clapham. Good afternoon to you both. Hello, how are you? All good here. First of all, Beverly, I'll turn to you first of all. Tell us a bit about this report. Well... I'm, first of all, I'm thrilled to bits that someone has actually done this. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I think more often than not, when we say to someone, how are you? Or how are you feeling? You okay? More often than not, we don't even listen to the answer because we say the question just automatically. And I think the reply is usually automatic. Oh yeah, I'm great, thanks. I'm good, thanks, how are you? And what we need to do is really mean the question mm -hmm. and really want to know the truth. And then maybe the person being asked the question, it feels comfortable enough to say, actually, I'm struggling. Yeah. I'm not I and it is also about giving an honest answer, but also yeah, being clear that that person wants to hear the honest answer. We can all yeah. say, yes, I'm fine. But underlying, actually, there are probably a few things that even if it just spent two minutes getting something off our chest, it would help massively. And I, I, in the characters yeah. that you portray on TV, we get to see the extremes of people's lives. And so, so you, <laughs> you more than anybody else knows what it's like telling other people about how your character feels, even if it's not how you feel. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a different thing, really, because those words are written by mm -hmm. someone else. But certainly when I was going through problems with mental health and 
I had clinical depression. When someone asks you how you're feeling, you feel so vulnerable. You always just say, I'm fine, thanks. And because at that point, it's really, really difficult for you to open up because you feel as though you'll be judged. Yeah. And, and, and particularly if it's something like money issues that might be causing someone a problem, that can sometimes seem, seem even harder to talk about because you don't want to appear to be kind of on the scrounge, as it were, uh, if you're telling someone about it. You actually, but you, you know, you want to be able to maybe talk through what you can do to help yourself out of that situation. Absolutely. And sometimes because uh, certainly my mental health problems led me to not being um, able to earn a living for quite a long time. My husband became my carer for a while, so he stopped earning. And so we got massive financial problems and that can happen a lot to lots and lots of people but also I think now because of the state the world is in and yeah we're coming to the end of furlough as well you need someone to talk to and when Santander uh, came up with this and said do you know what we'll we're willing to listen and we may be able to help you and they're training uh, a group of staff to actually care wow I wish I could have had that when I was going through it mm-hmm. because you feel as though your bank is a figure of authority that's not going to listen to you and that you can't speak to a real person and now things are changing yeah and, and, and Josie with the work that is being done and the training that is being given it's it's almost like a little haven for mental health yes absolutely right I mean Jason we were aware that attitudes towards mental health have changed there is more awareness about that but also we were so conscious that during the pandemic that people struggled in terms of financial and and mental well-being that this research we really wanted to understand what were customers willing to open up And it really brought it home to us saying that two thirds of adults, two thirds of adults still feel they can't admit to struggling with their mental health. We had to do something about that. And that's why we're training 900, nearly a thousand colleagues, financial care specialists, so they can feel comfortable having conversations with people. People feel comfortable opening up, talking about their finances because we know it impacts mental health. Tony, Jason, we're here to support, not judge. We're here to help. We want to help. And this is a kind of aside from the financial transaction you might have gone into the uh, the, the branch for as well. It is something which you, you don't have to be talking about a money worry to have a conversation. Correct. You don't. But what we have done and importantly, what we've done is we're recognising that people during the pandemic have had financial struggles and we built up a team that can be able to be there for those customers to support. But you're absolutely right. We're here to have conversations with customers and people. So how would somebody go about having that conversation? Walk into the branch and look for somebody with a badge on or, or how would it work? They can come into our branch or they can call us. And we've got, we've got a, 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 customers can call us and they can ask to speak to someone if they're in financial difficulty and we're there to answer and support customers equally in our branches. But also importantly, Jason, we've, we've put a Money Worries Hub page on our Santander web pages. That provides simple hints and tips, but also provides videos of our colleagues who are there to support people and real people that do have um, money worries, that they can't pay a bill or can't make ends meet. 
And Beverly, you've already said that you would have liked this kind of help. It really is a step forward. And it's, it's having institutions like Santander willing to, to help people out. That Yes, they're customers, but they're people too. And it's recognising that. Yeah. And it's great to know that who you bank with and who you may be in trouble towards, they will help you. And you can actually speak to a real person. I think that means more than anything, just being able to say, I'm struggling and I don't know what to do. And if, if you know someone cares and someone can understand, that can make a massive difference. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a starting point as well, isn't it? And Josie, I mean, it, 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 having been brave enough to have that first step and that conversation is uh, going in the right direction to, uh, to alleviate the problems. Jason, spot on. Having that conversation, real conversation, real people to people, we will continue to support customers and build that relationship and that rapport. Because as Beverly says, we want people to open up. We want to have a relationship. We want to support them. And we want to get them back to fight feeling good about their finances and feeling good about themselves. Absolutely. So where can we go for more information on the work that you're doing as, as, aside from just going into any branch of Santander? For more information on the work we're doing, please do visit our Money Worries Santander web pages. If you Google Money Worries at Santander, customers will be able to see what we have to offer, but also see videos of colleagues that are there to support them, whether it's in branch or at the end of a phone. And, and what would they ask for if they do come into branch? They do come into branch, ask to be, speak to someone if they're in financial difficulty. So my financial care specialist, if they ask to speak to them. So a financial care specialist is what you're looking for. And Beverly, before we let you disappear as well, give us uh, details on where we can find you and where you're going to pop up next, because uh, it's a bit of a break from Corrie at the moment, isn't it? I left Coronation Street last year, yes, after 32 years. My decision, I hasten to add, but uh, and I still, I love it and always will love it, but I just felt... Uh, maybe Lizard run her course, I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm flattered that they would love me to go back, but I just wanted to do other things. So I've just finished filming a new series for ITV, which I think is going to be on in October. So you'll be able to see it quite soon. Not too long without you, which is the bit that counts, because you, you on our TV Bless screen you. is an essential. We, we absolutely love to have you there. I so appreciate that. Well, Beverly Callard and Josie Clappen, thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thanks so much. Everybody's talking about Jamie is at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 5th through to the 9th of October, bringing a bit of sparkle to the stage. Somebody who's part of that cast and always knows how to shine when he's showing you his moves is George Samson. He's with me now. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Are you keeping out of trouble? I'm trying my best. Trying my best. <laughs> What's it like being back on the road? You must be uh, enjoying being back in theatres. Oh, I love it. You know, we've had 19 months of just doing nothing. You know, absolutely zero work for performers, especially after the year that we've had, the year that everybody's had with COVID and everything's happened. It's nice to start working again on such a beautiful show and a, a show that spreads such a positive message. And it's nice to give everybody that perhaps hasn't had the chance to see the show before in the West End or wherever mm -hmm. uh, the chance to see it. 
And it, it follows a story of Jamie New. Uh, there is a yes. real Jamie out there. And uh, it's, yes. uh, it's, it's a, a tale of sort of coming out and being glamorous and uh, being allowed to be themselves. But uh, I, you are one of the nicest people I've ever had to interview. <laughs> uh, yet you are playing the bully. You seem to, 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 how do you do that? Obviously, the acting skills are there. Yeah, you know what, for me personally, I always channel being back at school. Um, the people that used to sort of bully me and, and, and they were the school bullies at school um, and just generally the idiots I'm from school I just sort of channel my inner them but I mean when you were being picked on at school at no point then did you think hang on I'm doing method for when I'm yeah, going to be doing some acting <laughs> later in life so uh, uh, please do we not be the bully no. that's that's the way we do not want that to happen but the reality is here oh, God, this no, did absolutely. happen as part of this tale so it, it and, and you get to tell it and yeah. so you, you you've been on the receiving end so you know how to dish it out on stage you would never yeah. do that in real life because we say because you're waiting nice oh gosh no but, but it, it oh, is gosh, no. A, a story which which has got its raw moments hasn't it it, it will have you with tears of joy and pain it really will there's um of course, because it's based on a true story and because it is based on Jamie Campbell's story, all the rawness and all the realness comes from truth. And I think that always helps when you're trying to, you know, when you're delivering a stage show, is that, that is as emotional and as, as raw as this one. Um, it's, it's also helped by the numbers, the songs. The songs are raw and um, they're told beautifully through, you know, amazing vocals in the show and choreography. Um, certain numbers will have you crying, certain numbers will have you laughing. Certain numbers will have your party seat dancing. It, it really is packed with everything. A show which has got a serious message alongside it and, and one which brings home uh, to, to theatre audiences, everybody who sees it, the, the fact that this is a reality. People have their, their way of expressing themselves. Let them do it. Everybody has a place where they belong. And if it's anywhere, it's the theatre. And that is the message that we try and take across the country. It's the message that we portray every day, sometimes twice a day. And it, it, it's exactly that. There's a place for everybody. Now, yours isn't the only familiar face in the show. We've got the Shane Ritchie. We've got Leighton Williams. We've got such an amazing cast. It's going to be well worth seeing. Yeah, it is well worth seeing. Shane's brilliantly funny. Um, he plays Hugo Loco Chanel, who is um, a retired drag queen, if you will. Uh, yeah. And Shane just plays it so brilliantly. He's so witty. He's so funny. And Leighton is, a, is just a superstar. Leighton is an absolute superstar. Um, incredibly talented can sing the boy he can do everything he can, he can do everything at the best level so Wait, obviously there are bits and pieces of the show that you actually get to see do you have favorite moments that you get to watch each night as well especially now where different theaters are different so most a lot of times we go back to our rooms and stuff uh, but particularly in rehearsals and in the theater we're in now we have to stay backstage and watch the entire show and, and there are certain moments um, amy who plays margaret jim's mom uh, she's so good at singing and and acting and stuff so that, that's a real big moment in the show um and the other moments i prefer the moments i'm in big dance numbers uh don't even know it which is the, the opening number uh that's my favorite i love that number sort of gets me into the mood of the show and then gets formed and, and it's just such a brilliant number and I, I love being a part of that so but they're completely two different contrasting moments but both just so so good and and for you personally, I mean, a huge journey from what is it? Ten years ago, you were doing the likes of was it Britain's Got Talent when you when you started out on fourteen on, years ago. Wow, yeah. okay, so we seem to have known you forever, but you're still a kid. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm still playing a kid. <laughs> well, I'm I'm 28 now, and I'm trying to hang on to the, you know, this baby face, and uh, I'm still playing 16, and I'm almost 30, so I'm I'm very happy. But yeah, no people. 
you know, wherever I'm out about, and you know, people always say to me, you know, you're the kid that danced in the rain. Well, you know, you've got your fan base, understandably so, for the work that you do, and you've got a, a great time to be had as part of a show, which is uh, emotional and moving and still such good fun. Uh, the the venues that you play, I mean, uh, you've, you've done the Grand before. I've not done the Grand before. Have I've been not? to the Grand. Yeah. No, I watched my friend Oliver, he did Panto at the Grand, and I went and watched, and I went backstage and had a look around and stuff, but I was just, it's, it's a lovely theatre. We're going to be there. It's going to be absolutely awesome. We're from the 5th through to the 9th of October. 01902 is a box office number. Grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets and a chance to come back into the theatre and see a show which is moving audiences around the country. Yes. George Sampson, thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you on stage. Break a leg and have a great time. Thanks for having me. There'll be a poetry and entertainment element to the Round Britain women's cycle race. That's taking place on the 5th of October when it arrives in Warsaw. They'll be making a ride around the Arboretum and many other places. To tell us more, I have a gathered throng. Hello, everyone. Hello. Right, we're enjoying the great outdoors at the moment. So, uh, first of all, Ian Henry, uh, tell me a bit more about what's going on. Hi, Jason. So grateful that you've invited us. Uh, to talk to you about this. We've got some brilliant poets, all sections of the community, and we've been invited to celebrate the Round Britain Women's Cycle Race with poetry. Uh, there'll be poetry in Warsaw Arboretum, there'll be poetry in Warsaw Town Centre, but how awesome is it that Warsaw has been selected? So here with us today, we have poets from Warsaw and we have poets from Wolverhampton and further afield. Absolutely brilliant gang of poets too. What's the collective noun? There must, if not, someone's got to come up with a collective noun for poets. I'll ask, can I ask Donovan? You can ask Donovan. Donovan is a wordsmith. Donovan is a musician as well. Donovan. Um, what's the question? <laughs> a collective noun for poets, what would you say? The collective noun for poets? Yeah. Um, Gaggle. A ga gaggle's a good one. Yeah, I'll go with gaggle, actually, we'll with gaggle. but I'm not entirely sure. Now, tell us a bit about your uh, path to poetry. My path, personally, is that I've been writing poetry since childhood days, really, mm -hmm. um, and I was fortunate enough to be appointed as a poet laureate for Warsaw in 2014. Um, so it's a great pleasure to be invited here because I continue to work with poetry. You'll mm -hmm. see some works of mine later this year, all being well, yeah. uh, emerge in an anti-hate crime campaign uh, series of films that's going to be published uh, in October. Because poetry itself is a powerful tool. It actually is something that people react to. You never get a poet without an opinion. And they tend to express it in such a way as other people listen. And it, it's through the, the it's sometimes rhyme, but certainly the power of the words in verse mm -hmm. that can really make a difference when it comes to trying to get something across. Absolutely. I think one of the things that people might not realise is that Warsaw actually has a really rich tradition of poetry. Um, that if you look for a website called 100 Warsaw Poems, you'll find poems that go back as far as the last 200 years uh, that were written by Warsaw poets. Uh-huh. So, and I'm sure there's in somewhere in that tale there's a story about an owl and a pussycat as well, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll assume that we all know that one. OK, so who else have we got involved here? Donovan, who are you going to introduce me to next? I'll, let you do uh, I'll introduce you to Alison Reed, who I believe is the chair of the Warsaw Writers' Circle. There we go. Um, hello. Nice did, did you get that right? Well, I'm also on the committee of Warsaw Writers that, Circle. That yes, was close enough for me, Donovan. Excellent Very work. Close. <laughs> okay, so when it comes to the Warsaw Writers Circle, uh, a group of like-minded people creating. 
Indeed we are. We have a programme of um, workshops, speakers, we do competitions, we have our own little um, sessions where we meet together and just do writing quietly <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon when so, nobody's around. That's, 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 that's really good fun though. And yes, it a, a, a number of different topics as well. And uh... Yes, we're covering all genres. We include poetry. We've done quite a bit of poetry recently and uh, we have a few poets amongst us. Um, some of the, I'm afraid they couldn't be with us today unfortunately but yes we do have poets amongst them and we do cover poetry we also cover all sorts of genres you know science fiction um, novel writing we write uh, non-fiction stuff mm -hmm. um, as I said we have competitions and cups and so on so Yes, it's plenty going on, busy, which is the way we like it. It's a busy circle. We meet twice a month as well. Well, we're going to do web addresses from everybody down the line in a short while's time. So where are you going to go next? Who are you going to take me to? <laughs> we have to go to Al Bars. Okay, Al. Spoke in the lamp. So tell me about what you do. I've been doing poetry for a long time. So too long to remember. Mm -hmm. um, I also run, have run various different events with poetry. Um, including one in the Arboretum Bandstand a few years ago. And um, I now run a, a monthly event called Spoke in the Lamp, mm -hmm. which is, uh, the lamp is a theatre space at Brown Hills Community Centre. I know the one, I've been over there, and it's a great facility as well. It's and a beautiful place, yes, yeah, just ideal for this kind of thing. And that, that, that is inspiration in itself, isn't it, really, when you've got such a great space to work? It is a great place. Um, I, I love... Uh, running an event there. I did one um, years ago in Langley. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't carry on with that and I looked for a place that would be good enough to have a good group of people um, and a theatre space, mm -hmm. which is exactly what it is. Well, uh, part of the group who are all working on this uh, this poetry marking the uh, the cycle route coming through Warsaw. I'm going to go to a musician next, I think. We have a gentleman with a guitar who would uh, who we definitely need to have a chat with. So hand over the microphone, Alan, and uh, we can find out what's going on here. This is Morris. Mark. Morris. Thank you, all. How are you, sir? Not too bad, sir. Now, I think we've chatted before, I think, haven't we? Yes, we, we have. have. We have. And uh, with the work that you do, uh, I mean... Uh, music is basically poetry with a tune behind it, and I'm, I'm not oversimplifying there. I hope it's just looking for making sure there's no filthy looks from any of our poets. But uh, it's an adaption and a way of working, and, and, and you enjoy your, your work, don't you? Yeah, it all depends what mood takes me, whether I do it by the spoken word or by music. Mm -hmm. But do you do the same piece sometimes? Sometimes with music, sometimes without? Yeah. I do it with music or without. It all depends on what mood takes me or what I want to say. Mm -hmm. You can say things better without music and um, sometimes you can say some things better with music. So you use that to adapt and, uh, and, and see what is right for you at that time. And uh, what, what is your involvement, do you think, going to be during this event on the 5th of October? Well, I've come to give my full 100% support for the, the cause. Mm -hmm. And as women are probably the biggest issue uh, today, in today's world, with the abuse of women, and I give them my full support. I've been brought up by a very well-educated um, and Christian woman, mm -hmm. and she's taught me how to respect women, so I'm here out of respect to sp spread the message that women are our foundation. Men can't go anywhere without women. Um, and there's a lot of abuse uh, within the community about women and I'm a supporter for women against the abuse that's been given by men. And that lives in your work as well? 
Of course, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, Andy is up next. That's the way we like it. Andy, oh, yeah. you take the centre stage now. Okay. As we have uh, the rest of our. Uh, uh, we said uh, gaggle, didn't we? So uh, t tell us more about what you're doing as part of this event. Well, um, uh, it's exciting to see actually so many poets out in the sunlight. Um, <laughs> uh, and really that I'm hoping to be contributing some words. Well, no, I, I think that uh, this event, pulling together poetry, cycling and the people of Walsall, mm -hmm. is so original, such a fantastic idea. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm just delighted to be part of it and to, to bring a few words, maybe a bit of humour um, to the event. If I'm in a bad mood, it'll be uh, it'll be tough poetry. Well, fingers crossed, it'll be a good day, yeah. and you'll be able to share some some joy, which I think I is think it. that's the thing. And, that's and, the... and hopefully, there are others who are going to be contributing a lot who are here too. It will cheer you up, even if it goes a little wrong. Absolutely. Okay, where are we going next? I spot a young lady in a yellow coat. Yeah, uh, I think Scarlett should Scarlett uh, should, should be given a go. Here you go. Thank you, Scarlett. Tell us a bit more about you. Hi, uh, my name's Scarlett Wood Bennett. Um, I'm a poet and also the founder of Fawn Press, which is a poetry publisher in the heart of the Midlands. And, and working really from, say, the heart of the country and, uh, and sharing words uh, across the globe because the, everything's international these days. The internet will bring you, uh, you know, anything you want, publishing through uh, the likes of the Amazon store has, gives opportunities too. And this is something that has allowed poetry to really expand and whereas you might be a successful poet within a group in somewhere like Warsaw or Wolverhampton in the past, now, you know, 10, 15, 20 years on since the birth of the internet, we really do have a global arts community. Yeah, I mean, you raised the question of uh, opportunity, which is really interesting. That's something we stand for. Um, publishing underrepresented writers, emerging writers, it's really at the core uh, of what we're working towards. Uh, we have an open call for submissions at the moment. Uh, you can head over to formpress.co.uk um, and we're hoping to publish an anthology in time for Christmas. So that should be good. So yeah. you can find the details there. You snuck in the website, which we we're going to do later on, oh, but now we'll, we'll give you, no, no, that's fine. We can go with that because everybody's got to remember their website. Ian will be running down that line, getting web details <laughs> off everybody in a moment. So uh, where are we going next then? Who are you going to introduce me? So. Keith. Keith is up next. So Keith, tell us a, a bit about you and uh, your, your work. I've uh, never been um, fully pro um, professional uh, entertainer of that sort, but a lot, for a long time I've been a semi-pro in music and singing mm -hmm. and now in poetry. I uh, started off um, uh, at school writing poetry and was nearly put off the, the uh, future by the teacher who wasn't very complimentary. Yeah, teachers can be hard work sometimes and it's, it's knowing when to encourage and when mm. not but I mean they're there to bring a curriculum which is sometimes if you want to be outside of that because that's your area of creativity that's where it can become difficult but that hasn't held you back has it? No I think it was a challenge she, she didn't seem very enthusiastic but I decided to get over that and uh, get on with the writing so from there on I did some writing but uh, later on late teens, early twenties, I started to write songs and music and we got involved with uh, groups that were singing semi-professionally mm -hmm. and went through uh, 20, 20 or 30 years in doing that and then later on as the voice started to get a little bit uh, uh, less oiled mm -hmm. uh, I decided to go for poetry and last four, five or ten years I've been doing performance poetry as a, uh, as a concentration rather than the music side. Well, I mean, that in itself is going to bring uh, its, its own elements from, from yourself into the event on the 5th of October and an involvement there. And, of course, beyond that, because this is going to set up people to be able to have a greater, bigger conversation yes. moving outside of that. Absolutely, yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That yes. should be good. Right, you're going to find me out next week. I think we've got two people still to talk to. Hello, I'm Leanne Cooper. So, Leanne, tell us a, a bit about your work. So, I've been performing now for about four years. I've um, been writing poetry since I was young, since mm -hmm. I was little. 
and I like to try and raise awareness um, with my writing mm -hmm. with important topics, well important to me such as mental health, domestic violence. Um, I just would like to write things that people can relate to and signpost them to get help for important topics. So it, it is so yeah, having access to material like that, having that shared. Yeah. Social media is a massively powerful tool for both yeah. good and bad. And it's trying to get the, the good stuff out there through the creativity and the words. I just feel that people with mental health, they don't like to reach out. So if I can see that there's other people out there who experience similar things to them, it's um, opening the gate for them. Mm -hmm. and they don't feel so alone and it makes it that little bit easier to seek out the help. You, you don't feel so alone and like you're the weird person for feeling that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody has just got a different perspective and point of view and it's yeah. those points of views and the vision that you can have when you're writing as well that can help expand you know, topics that you hadn't even realised you got inside you sometimes. Exactly, yeah. I draw from my own experience. I don't want to be a hypocrite and talk for other people. Everybody's experience is different. So I draw from my own experience and if people can that's brilliant and if I can help just one person through my poetry that's my job done I, I feel good then mm -hmm. do we have we have one more a gentleman in the top hat who I think is going to come and have a chat with us he's got a book as well so uh, sir I will let you introduce yourself to me hi I'm Andy Clayton and uh, the book is Shakespeare ignore the, sh ignore the Shakespeare it's just a prop that you now. carry with you at all times <laughs> yeah, absolutely very much like the hat um, I'm the creative force behind Poetry in Motion and so this event uh, around the cycling is something which I, you wouldn't necessarily think of marrying the two, but there, there is links and there are you know, such great ways of describing an event like this that it, it deserves a poem in its own right. <laughs> Maybe. An epic. A saga. No, yeah. um, I'm a bit of a wordsmith. I like to mess around with words and I like to write lyrics and, and, and I like to read and to listen to other people's poetry. And uh, when we discovered that the Women's Tour was coming to Warsaw, I mean, it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime event of, of that kind of magnitude of event in that sport. Um, they won't be back anytime soon and it's very, very fortunate for Warsaw to get the beginning and end of a stage in the same town. So, um, 64 miles... Endurance cycling, um, the cream of uh, women's cycling coming to our town. How do you celebrate it? And, and I figured, let's get some poets. We've got plenty of talent in the town. Um, and then it's really a logical progression. What if we put the poets on a bike? Ah. There's a thing. Right. How do I get a poet on a bike? Now, you see, that's, that's more cracker joke. But um, <laughs> it turns out the answer is you take an old ice cream truck, you uh, take the freezer off the front, you drop a, a podium on instead, and we're going to cycle from place to place in the town centre on Tuesday the 5th uh, with a series of poets going to stand up there and share their wisdom and their words. Well, I do like that. It sounds a fantastic idea. Right, we're on to the web address stage of uh, this and, uh, and all the socials. We'll let you begin because Poetry in Motion is what we're here initially to talk about. OK, Poetry in Motion is a physical project, has no web presence whatsoever. Mm -hmm. We'll be sharing our, the fruits of our labours with local Facebook groups like Karma Times. Very, very grateful to Phil uh, for coming out and doing some of the photography today with our poets and with our, our women, our local women riders. Um, there are a number of local cycle touring clubs that have supported us by sending riders out for the photo shoot today. Very grateful to them as well. And I couldn't go much further, honestly, without mentioning that uh, obviously Warsaw Council are holding together all the bits and pieces. It's their roads that the women are cycling on. Mm -hmm. It's their town centre I'm going to be uh, dropping poets into. So... Um, <laughs> All, there's more information about the event, about all the road closures, about the, the logistics and everything, um, all over the web at the moment, and people should just go and, and delve in. And then on the day, you, you can turn up in person, 
there's a massive loop around Bar Beacon, stand on the side of the road and see, see them come past uh, 10 times around the loop. Uh, or you can watch online, it'll be live, um, and also I think on some of the television sports channels. So, so You'll be able to get some of that, and hopefully some poetry snuck in around all of that. So We'll be in the background, across. Right, so we need some web addresses off everybody. Let's, let's, let's work our way down. We'll let your hand on, on the mic. Absolutely. Uh, so we, we'll, uh, we, let's, let's have social media and everything. Everyone in line, please, for socials. So let's begin. I think the website that I would like to point the world to really mm -hmm. is the 100 Warsaw Poems website. Yeah, I have my own website also, but I think for this particular occasion, I'd like to just say visit 100warsawpoems.com. Okay. Sounds good to you me. And you'll find a wealth of Warsaw poetry there, including my own. Brilliant. And next, we meet twice a month, and you can find more information on warsawwriterscircle.wordpress.com or you can email me at warsaw.writercircle at hotmail.co.uk. And next in line? Spoke in the Lamp. Uh, if you look it up on Facebook, there's a group for it. And um, my name's Al Bars, A-L-B-A-R-Z. And if you want to email me, poet at albars.uk, and you'll get to me and I'll pass you on to whatever information you need. Sounds good to me. And we pass down the mic down the line. You'll be relieved to know I, I haven't got a, a website I'm going to tell you to go to, but just that there are a lot of groups. Uh, we've heard of one or two there. There are others operating in Stafford. There are others operating in Wolverhampton. There's the, the uh, Poets, Prattlers and Pandemonialists in Wolverhampton. They're fabulous. You can catch poetry all over the place. So come and join us. Okie dokie. And do come in everybody else as you come to tell me your web details. What have you got for me? I've just got a, 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 an email, I'm afraid. I'm not associated with, with a, a group or a club in particular, uh -huh. although I do go to some of them and yep. uh, I'm associated with them. But uh, if anybody wants to contact me, here we go with the email, all lowercase, kgwllbsc at gmail.com. Simple Thank as you. that. Next up, Scarlett. Um, so you can follow Fawn Press, that's F-A-W-N, uh, on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, or find us at fawnpress.co.uk. OK, everybody else move in a little bit as we, uh, we, we run down the rest of our details. Right, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram, Leanne Cooper, author. If you're into haikus, I run the Lost Haiku Project. Just search that Facebook and Instagram again. Thank you. OK, and you're real life, aren't you? Yeah, well, we're real life, but I'm also carrying Shakespeare, so if you like Shakespeare and you like beer, come and join us in the pub for Your Bard, facebook.com forward slash your, Y-O-U-R, Bard, B-A-R-D, Your Bard, all one word. Um, we sit down at 7 o'clock once a month, uh, we hand out the parts through the uh, sorting hat, and then we sit around with a book in one hand, a and the other reading Shakespeare's comedies. I think that's probably the best thing to do whilst uh, reading Shakespeare. Yeah, my name's Maurice Malcolm. It's maurismalcolm.com. It's M-A-U-R-I-C-E, Malcolm, M-A-L-C-O-L-M.com. Check out my website, and that's how you get there. Um, I need some new material on there. There's loads going on in the world at the moment. I find it a very exciting time to be a poet. And it's, it's the best time because this era, what we're in now, is going to change the whole world and the whole sequence of things. So this is the time to be a poet. Shout it out loud. That's the way. And Ian Henry, you can come and join us in the middle here and we will talk about the, uh, the last uh, a few, few bits to mention because we've got your work which is available out there. And uh, thank you for bringing all this gang together to me today. 
Jason, always a pleasure, never a chore. My name is Ian Henry. My website is ianhenrypoet.com. Uh, my latest book is Poems of Hope, available at Kate Sill Press, launched at Wolverhampton Literature Festival for the Teenage Cancer Trust. Jason, thank you. I'm so grateful. No, oh, thank you all. Have a great time on the 5th of October. It's going to be an amazing event. And, of course, it's just ripples from there, isn't it? Because it's, it's just one little event like that, which is actually a huge event, is then going to cause a massive splash and there'll be so many more people involved. Thank you all and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Jason. Well, that's it all for this week. Back with episode 641 next week, which will include more from the Panto at the Grand as Cinderella is on stage from the 4th of December through to the 9th of January. All that on the show next week, plus loads more. See you then. Good afternoon. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.